listening to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, tucking, binding, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. Hey, Faith, I got a question. Yeah? Yeah, here it is. It's actually a question from a listener. That's not your Jayla. question, then. I feel like you're being duplicitous at the very start of our podcast. I said I have a question. I didn't say I have my question. Technically correct. Okay, go ahead. Jayla wrote us at our question email address, which is... Questions at genderrebels.com. And all you guys should write to that, too, if you have any questions, literally any questions at all. And Jayla wants to know if transgender feelings can be stronger or weaker or sort of fluctuate throughout your life. She actually has some really interesting phrases. She says, can you go from being able to tolerate your assigned birth gender for a while and then suddenly not be able to tolerate? It becomes intolerable. She talks about how one minute I'm fine, the next I'm angry for no reason, then super sad and need to cry because I accidentally burnt my toast. Is that a thing that you have experienced? I think that I like this question Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why, Jayla. I hope you're listening. Because this is like basically the question I would have, if the gender rebels had existed like 10 years ago, this is a question I would have been calling or writing Mm -hmm. and and asking. Um, I went through something very similar in my own life Mm -hmm. and I I think from, from talking to people some other people, a lot of other people kind of have experienced this the same way, which is kind of a waxing and waning of dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And dysphoria being that, that sort of general sort of unease, um, unhappiness with your assigned gender. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of does wax and wane. At least for me, it did. Actually, in my own blog post about why I finally decided to transition, um, there's actually, I put in a graph of dysphoria over time. Mm-hmm. And that, that graph was a very jagged graph because there were times when I, there were times when I absolutely knew that the only way I was ever going to be happy in life was if I transitioned. And there were other times where I was like, eh, it's unrealistic, it's expensive, just complicates everything socially and romantically mm-hmm. and, and professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's just not worth it. I'm happy. Life is good. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So that can cause a lot of doubt, internalized doubt, because you're like, you're already in a world where being transgender is considered a little bit fringe. Mm-hmm. Maybe even depending on where you live, it's considered freaky or sinful or shameful. Um, for me growing up, it was certainly considered shameful. Mm-hmm. In some places, is an executable offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And so having that own doubt, having your own doubts about that just kind of adds a whole lot of confusion to that. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and think, well, half the time, I feel so depressed about not being able to express the gender I want to be, of not being able to be in that in a social situation as the real me, of having to kind of fake my life. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time you're like, no, nah, this is fine. This is fine. My gender I was assigned is fine. The key, The thing about it is that if you look at my graph, and it's down below, <laughs> 
it's jagged. It goes up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down over time. But the general trend, for me at least, was that the dysphoria was increasing. Um, It wasn't going away. And that's something I think that you have... Good days and bad days, but the bad days are getting worse and the good days are getting less good. I don't want to say good or bad. I want to say like dysphoria is there or it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's there or it's there not as strongly. Um, But over time, it, it wasn't going away and it was kind of... As you only get one life, sure. And with each passing year, I think for me it was kind of like, well, one lost, another lost opportunity. Mm. Um, this thing that I'm always thinking about doing, um, always reading about on the internet, always talking to people, always watching YouTube videos of, of people. Well, another year, that's another past opportunity mm-hmm. to not transition. But in your day-to-day life, some days you wouldn't feel so dysphoric, and then that's less incentive to actually start on this exactly. tremendous, expensive, complicated, colossal pain in the ass that is transgender. Exactly. And because of that doubt, that doubt can be kind of um, self-fueling? What's the word I'm looking for? Self-propagating? Self-propagating. That doubt can be very self-propagating because... A closed, what do they call it? A feedback loop? A closed loop, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, you know, you doubt yourself, and then you're you're not actually just feeling dysphoric at that moment, so you begin to doubt yourself even more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and those moments of normalcy, I'll call them, with, with quotation air quotes, mm-hmm. um, become something that you, you kind of become almost a little bit rewarding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a thing that... I know is common enough in the cross-dressing community that, um, and a lot of cross, I think a lot of male to female cross-dressers are actually transgender and kind of dealing with it in the way they kind of know how Mm -hmm. or have discovered, Mm -hmm. which oftentimes is cross-dressing. There's a thing called purging. Okay. And do you know what purging is? I know about it from eating disorders. Yeah. What I've read about is puking similar okay. except you're puking out all your your clothes and accessories and everything so you have to eat your clothes and accessories to do this properly no but um purging happens when a transgender person or, cro- or rather i'm sorry a crossdresser could, or could be a trans person mm-hmm. um takes all their female accoutrements or could be a male accoutrements or whatever and throws them away Cleans out their house, whatever. Mm-hmm. Done. I'm done. And you say to yourself, I'm done. Never doing this again. I bet that feels great for one minute. They say on um, a lot of forums I've been to, they're like, don't purge. Just don't purge. Because <laughs> then you got to buy all your new stuff again. And it adds up. Even if you are going to Goodwill, you're getting the nice stuff at Goodwill. Yeah. And so I've actually purged, I purged a couple times. What is that thought process? Because that's really interesting to me. It, it, I think it says a lot about like what Jayla is asking about. Jayla? Jayla. It, I think it's very reflective of what Jayla is asking about. Is it that you got whatever amount of reward there was from your cross-dressing, but then you woke up one day and for some reason you just don't feel it anymore? You you have minimal dysphoria at that time, and you think, I'm cured. I'm going to free myself from all this shame mm-hmm. and weirdness and fear of getting caught mm-hmm. 
and I'm just going to free myself from it. And it, it basically never works because this isn't, because the dysphoria comes back. And that's the point of the graph. The graph goes up again. Mm-hmm. You will get dysphoric again. I think for me, the most interesting was a period of time, about a year or two, where it was like basically the, from my earliest memories, it was basically the only like two year period of my life where I didn't cross dress at all. Mm-hmm. Um, did purge all my stuff. And I really did think it was going to be over. Mm-hmm. But. Obviously not. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of gone the other way. You did the other kind of purge. I did the other kind of binge. Did you keep um, any clothes from your boy phase? From my boy phase? You've got a couple of t-shirts or something, right? From now, I have a couple band t-shirts that are like mementos. Okay. But, and I have my sneakers. Okay. My, my... Kath keeps bugging me to buy pink sneakers, and I'm like, well, they're not worn out yet. I'll I'm just saying, from the ankles down, you don't pass. I'll those. buy, I know, but I'll buy, I'll buy new sneakers. When, good shoes. I'll buy new sneakers when I, um, when those wear out. But, so, I, I mean, I can understand the, how a purge could be very tempting. I could understand how having those days where you don't have the dysphoria and you feel, quote unquote, normal, how tempting that's gotta be, how strongly motivated you are to just be done with all this to okay this this was sort of a thing in my life and now it's over it was a phase and i'm done with it boy is it good to be normal again i can totally understand when you see the struggle that transgender people have and you see what a pain in the butt it is to transition yeah i i could absolutely understand wanting to give up and quit and walk away as soon as you feel that you're not as compelled to change. Yeah. And I think the issue is it's always, it, you know, in my experience, it's just always going to creep back in. It's going to creep right back into your mind and it'll be there again. I mean, yeah. I guess the real question then is like, it's it's mm-hmm. great for everyone to hear your experience. Obviously, this is your podcast. I mean, you are only one data point, right? There's billions of people out there there are in china alone there's billions of people yeah if that's true i think there's only i think there's like one and a half billion excuse me let me count a second yeah one and a half billion billion. cool so i wonder if it's possible if there's anyone out there who had a cross-dressing phase or had a couple of years where they felt they might be the other gender and then just got over it like i I know there's no way for you to comment on that. There is, like, there was, there's this one guy um, who is an author. I, I, I'm not even going to link to his stuff because it's garbage. Mm. Um, and it's almost universally used by um, right-wing people to say transgender people are all crazy mm-hmm. and, and are, are all in, going through a phase. So there was this, this guy who transitioned, lived female for a couple of years, detransitioned, and now writes books about how transgender people are awful. Mm-hmm. And how he knows, because he, he was, was transgender, right? So there are people who do detransition. There are, but I think it's very, very few and far between. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a hard process. You don't do it on a whim. Right, right. You don't do it because you're unhappy one day. Then I wonder what what good advice would be for someone like this. Should we should we advise people that if you're feeling transgender at all, then that's probably not something to ignore, or should we just say 
You have to make up your own mind. Maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you won't. Good luck with that. I would say partly, one, realize that being transgender is nothing to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. You're not hurting anyone. You're not choosing this. This is something that is a part of you. Mm -hmm. You you don't have to be ashamed for it. You don't have to be afraid of it. It's okay to Mm -hmm. be transgender. It's who you are. It's totally fine. And if you, you know, listen to some of our MRI episode, it may be inborn. Yeah. You know, the words, the science is still out on that, but it may be something that happened to you in utero. Mm-hmm. That was never something you chose. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I would also say that transition is your choice. It's always your choice. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people with dysphoria will never transition yeah. and and lead happy lives. A lot of people will transition when they're 17 because they know it. Mm-hmm. They have to. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill themselves if they don't. It's suicide or transition, and that's how they feel. Mm-hmm. There are other people like me who vacillate back and forth for decades before, mm-hmm. you know, deciding that it's right. There's no, like, one correct path. Yeah. And that's why I think getting gender counseling um, through a psychiatrist or a psychologist is basically mandatory Yeah, for this because partly... At the very least, strongly recommended. Strongly recommended. And, and by that, us, too. I yeah. would strongly recommend talking to exactly. a counselor. Not knowing... Not con- being confused... Also, FYI, being confused is the human state. Mm, that's baseline. That's baseline. There are 7 billion people on this planet, and I guarantee you every one of them is confused about who they are, what's going on in the world, what their place is. That's who we are. Yeah. yeah. You're not different. We're all just figuring things out. Exactly. And as I make more and more progress in the world of neuroscience research, I can say unequivocally, even if we had a brain scan or a blood test or something that quote-unquote proves that you are transgender, even if and when we have that, they will still take into account how you feel and what's in your mind and what you're thinking and what your concerns are. There will never be a time where they can say 100% based on some test you're transgender. A lot of this depends on how you feel inside. That makes your emotions, your opinions, your feelings the most powerful tool in figuring out if you're transgender or not. So I, I want you to value your feelings. I don't want you to write them off. I want you to honor them for their very valid data that they are providing as you try to figure out who you are. Yeah. And I would also just say, I don't know, Kath, you're, you're cisgender. I am cis, cisgender. 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 Do cis, cisgender people ever feel trans and not? Do you have waxing and waning moments where you feel transgender? I've never felt transgender. Or gender dysphoria? So for a, a female to male person to feel gender dysphoria, it's like, um, this feels wrong, this feels gross, um, wishing you had a male-type body, right? Yeah. That's what, that's never happened to me, See, ever. Uh, that's what I think. I think most trans people... It's kind of hard to even 
wrap my mind around that. Like I yeah. get that maybe boys' clothes are more comfortable and I would love the advantage that males have in our culture, but it has never occurred to me to want to be male. Yeah, so I think I think vacillating dysphoria is probably normal. I think I think I don't know the causes. If only we had some sort of brain scientist on this show, but well, I think the one of the, <laughs> I think one of the causes maybe that your brain gets bored with things and preoccupied with other stuff and then I don't know, what do you think? Why would continue your question? Why would we why neurologically mm-hmm. or or psychologically would a transgender person experience dysphoria in like waxing and waning, like strong one day, weak the next? If I had to guess, and this is just a guess, I would say that your environment might have something to do with it. And when I say environment in this case, I'm thinking maybe stressors. Um, maybe you had a... We don't have to know the answer. I know, but this is interesting. I want to think about it. Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Your your life changes. So yeah. your mind and your mood and your feelings might change. So it could be that you're not as directly confronted with your gender dysphoria for some reason. Let's say you're in high school and you have to change in the fucking girls' locker room and you hate it, hate it, hate it, and you just... It would be better if you were in the guy's room. You get why the rules are the way they are, but this is how it is. And then it's June. Class is over. It's summer. Suddenly the dysphoria isn't right up in your face. You don't have to confront it on a daily level. Uh, That could be part of it. I could see someone's dysphoria dropping when they're not, um, you know, forcing themselves to go into the wrong locker room. School has bullies. Um... Laws are discussed, you know, when the North Carolina bathroom bill was in the news all the time. I could see that being bad for people's dysphoria. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it's hard to say kind of why. I think in my own case, I didn't experience it like like that. You weren't, like, influenced by current events or news or people outside you Sometimes, like maybe that? sometimes. Like Actually, if you, you should be answering this question. If then. you... Um, <laughs> You're talking to me. I don't know. I think partly, like, the issue of... Um, for me, maybe I'd watch a YouTube video or find a website, um, and it would be some amazing transgender woman mm-hmm. who's, like, achieved a lot, and she's out, and she looks great, and, and you know, she's living her life, and then I would be like, because <laughs> I'm not her. So that would spike your dysphoria. That would spike my dysphoria. Because you would see a success story, and that this could be... You know, no one's, then, no one's going to pretend that that's an easy thing. Yeah. But that it's a doable thing. Mm-hmm. And that, okay, what what about the times you purged? What minimized your dysphoria? I, that I don't really recall. Mm-hmm. What, I think it's just something you just don't feel. It's like feeling hunger or not feeling hunger. Mm-hmm. But I, guess, I mean, I guess that's case, a bad metaphor. Yeah. Food, a food can feed you. But, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. It's It's hard to say. Kind mm-hmm. of. Did it have anything to do with the presence or absence of supportive friends or family? Well, not family. No, I we think know it that's was. A... I I don't know. I think it was kind of for me independent of. I don't want to say all external loci, but mostly internal. Yeah. Okay. So. Yes, I am impressed that you used loci. I just I make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. You did. It's loci. Loci. She. Oh. That's plural of locus. 
L-O-C-U-S, which is the cause. So, yeah, I don't really have... I don't actually know the answer. Shoot. We don't know the answer to something. But this is at the cutting edge of scientific research, and as far as I know, there's never been studies on this. And I feel like the question was, is it normal? I think, I think it is. Yes. And if you're yes. if you're a transgender person and you've experienced that, I would say put your comments below. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced this? Have you not experienced this? And it'd be interesting to know if you link it to anything. Did you see a really empowering video from a transgender person? Did you see reports on murder rates of transgender women of color? Like what did those have any effect on how strongly you felt the need? to switch genders or not we'd be interested to know because frankly faith is like less than useless and if you're the national science foundation and want to give us a grant to do research our methods are sloppy but we mean well (laughs) (laughs) truly the mark of the finest research institutions yes sloppy well meant gender rebels research institute founded 2017 (laughs) (laughs) well thanks faith that's helpful and i hope uh jayla finds it helpful hopefully hopefully Thank you um, for listening, everyone. Thank oh, you. Were you. I was just going to say, I don't think it's just me and Jayla alone. No, it's just this. you and Jayla. You're the only ones. Only ones. On that bumpy road. Yes. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of the Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Sync production. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye! You're not different. We're all just figuring things out. Exactly. I had something really insightful to say that I'm trying to remember now. Let me think. Something along the lines of your kind of thing about cis people don't think like this. Yeah. Mm. Cis people don't go through. By the way, cis people don't go through this. I can say it. It makes more sense coming from me. Yeah. Or no, it makes more sense coming from you. You're cis. Hang on. Okay. I'm getting close. Oh, I got. Yes, people are confused. And as I 